Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today we welcome in Lever Lou Trevino, who will talk to us about his first half struggles and the breakthrough he had recently that he believes has him turning things around. Then, A's broadcaster Vince Catronio joins us to talk about the addition of Homer Bailey, how he looked in his first outing, and the outlook for the rest of the season. All of that next on A's Plus. Today on the A's Plus podcast, we welcome in A's reliever Lou Trevino. Lou, um, you've had something of an up and down season. I think anybody that follows the A's knows that. Um, but it seemed here recently like you're a little bit more back to where you were. How, how do you kind of evaluate where you are right now? I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot. Um, obviously, I'm not exactly where I want to be. Uh, I know I started off the year on a really hot note and then kind of fell into a funk. But um, I feel really good right now. Uh, the results aren't necessarily exactly what I want. I know some uh, my bread and butter, which, which is a cutter, is not quite there yet. But you know, I'm, I'm feeling better and better. I feel like my velocity's there. Uh, I'm, you know, the other night I pitched, and I, I didn't feel great, but I was still able to compete and throw strikes and get ahead of hitters, which is big for me because I mean, I've proven so far that. I can be really good, and when I'm good, I'm good, and when I'm when I'm off, I'm really bad. So, it's it's trying to find uh, uh, a a key or something where I can still compete when I'm not f- feeling my best. But I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm feeling really good. I think I'm in a really good spot uh, mentally, um, me- mechanically, um, and, and my body feels great. So I feel good. Did you have some mechanical things going on? It seems always seems to me that especially for relievers, it can be hard to pinpoint what's happening when your results aren't what you're looking for because you're not getting like the you know the sort of bigger body of innings that that starters get to maybe figure it out yeah I, my mechanics were 100 off um i came in i came in the to, to the season doing something slightly different that i thought would get me more consistent timing and it turned out that uh base runners were, were stealing on that so yeah i was kind of moving back before i started to throw and next thing you know everyone's running on me so then i changed that up and i didn't shorten up my my how it was standing so i was still wide and so that caused me to fight my delivery the whole entire whole whole, whole entire time and i I didn't realize that um and obviously a month and a half of me fighting myself and not knowing is never fun but you know it's the same thing happened last year uh obviously i started the year off hot and i you know i was good until august and you know everyone thinks my whole entire year last year was great, and I remember getting absolute my brains beat in in August and September, and it sucked. And and the same thing happened this year for a month and a half. I got my brains beat in, but you know, I, you know, I I know the uh, last year I know I was able to make that adjustment, and I always and I was wondering why I couldn't. I would go back to last year. I would make the adjustment, and, and it still wouldn't work. And I figured out because I was just just too too wide, you know. And now I can like the other night. I remember I was actually talking to my dad. I'm like, it was nice. I could finally make an adjustment again to where, you know, I felt like, oh, okay, I felt that I can make this adjustment. It was, it was quick, you know, where before, you know, earlier in the year, it's just like, but what the heck's going on? Um, but yeah, uh, it was, it was hundred percent mechanical and, you know, it's frustrating that it took it as long as it took for me to find it. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, my, my delivery feels much more consistent. I feel like I'm getting to a load. I'm not, I'm not fighting myself. Like early in the year, going two innings was a struggle for me because I was, I was fighting myself so hard in the first inning that I was, I was exhausted going into the second. 
So, uh, you know, it's, I mean, I know people think this is all excuses and stuff, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's something I got to deal with. And hopefully, Lord willing, this makes me a better player uh, going going on, on through my career. Yeah, well, I hope people would understand when you've got a mechanical issue, you're not in the proper position to throw the ball consistently. Yeah, exactly. So release, yeah. release points yeah. are really important. And and, and the hit hitters showed that to, 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 to me, you know. I, I started off the, what, I started the year 15 innings, six hits. And now I'm sitting on 40 innings, 40 hits, or whatever it is like that. So, you know, if I'm if I'm a, if I'm a hit if I'm hitting right now with my batting average against, I'm 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 feeling pretty good as a hitter, you know. But but that being said, you know, it's just the the hitters showed me that I'm not I don't have that light life. Yeah, I have the velocity, but if you're not late, if you don't have that late hand speed, velocity doesn't mean anything nowadays. Hitters hit. 110 if they can you know velocity doesn't mean anything is there a way to easy way to explain kind of the adjustment that you made that that kind of ultimately has got you feeling a little bit better that yeah. the adjustment that i told told you just get my feet a little closer together get my center of mass more in, in in inside my body is that that was that was a big big step for me how, how did you come to that conclusion was there kind of like a one thing where you went like oh it's that it was a little bit of that a little bit of watching video i remember after a specific game i, I did not do well i just i couldn't sleep i think i was up to three or four o'clock <clears throat> and i ended up just watching i was watching my uh wild card game video and, and, and a couple of clips that i saved and i compared that to, to that night's game i remember thinking like in the wild card game and and a couple videos that i had my whole body was still and and then in that the what I don't remember what game it was and I felt there's a, a ton of movement and you know so I was trying to deduct what exactly was causing that movement and you could tell you know my how it was standing everything was closer together then than it was and and it just kind of it was like a like a light bulb moment went off my mind I'm like oh no wonder and it's just like it's frustrating because it's so something so stupid but you know, hey, life of pitcher, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, last year the bullpen was obviously this, one of the major strengths of the team. Yeah. This year, you guys as a whole have been a little bit up and down. Liam Hendricks obviously has had a terrific season. Oh um, your friend Blake Trinan, who was magnificent last year, has really struggled, and it's kind of been a little bit mixed bag elsewhere. How do you kind of see things right now with with the bullpen? I think our bullpen is strong. I know people might not think that, but. I know I'm, I'm gonna start getting back into form here really soon. I know Trinan starting to get back into form. Uh, and then you got Liam who's been unbelievable. I mean, to have the year he had last year and then to come back and, and be as dominant, make the all-star team, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, it's, that's, that's hard to do. And then Petit is doing what he's doing. I mean, he's just a machine out there. You know, Soria, I think we, a lot of guys, I mean, Wong, came out of nowhere dominating you know we got guys in the minor leagues that that we felt like jb came up here what two innings four punch outs so you know people might not think our bullpen is 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 doing well but i, I think i think our bullpen right now is the strongest it's been i think as a whole i don't think there's very many weak weak links um obviously you know trying and i have have been the, the weak links so to speak but you know watching trying and throw the other day and you can finally see the movement get back, dominating the strike zone again, and you know he's feeling better. So once he gets back to form, and like I said, I think I'm going to get back to form, you know, if not now, as soon as you know as possible. And I think we're going to be really good. Is it tough when, especially for somebody like you and Blake, where you both had such great seasons last year, can it make it almost a little bit tougher when you, um, you know, have a little bit of a setback during the the first half of the next season? It like maybe try too hard or, you know, put maybe too too much pressure maybe on yourself based on what you did last year. I don't think so. 
at least not for me. I expect I expect a lot out of myself. I know I know God has blessed me with with the talent that that I have, and 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 to accept me mediocrity for me is 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 unacceptable. Um, even last year, yeah, I was, I was really happy with my rookie year, but at the same time, I'm very disappointed with how I how I ended the year. I could have been a lot better. This year, I started off hot, and again, I got that month and a half where I just got shelled, and it's very frustrating because I know that I'm I'm better than what I'm showing in it. And it, honestly, I'm okay with getting hit, so, so to speak, because you know you're gonna get hit. We're playing the best hitters in the world. But when I'm doing it to myself, that's when that's when I can't sleep at night. That's when I toss and turn, and and and, it, and it's very very frustrating because I'd rather them them beat me than me beat myself. And that's that's something that I, I struggle with. And and but at the same time, you know, I, I expect that a lot of myself. So. Um. So the, the bullpen has been a little bit up and down. The rotation has been fantastic. Phenomenal. And obviously you guys uh, as a whole are playing really well. What's kind of your, having been on this team last year and what, knowing what you guys did last season, particularly in the second half, what's your outlook on, on this team right now and what you're doing? Uh, I think it's a very, very positive outlook. I mean, you look at starting rotation, they've been unbelievable. I know a lot of people thought when Montes, uh, you know, left, uh, you know, got suspension, you know, well, we're out of it. And that's not at all the case, you know. It's it's, it's it's a next man up mentality, and and I'm a big fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, and and like I feel like they did that the last two years in '17, you know, you know, they want it, next man up mentality. I feel like that's how it is with the A's. I'm not trying to equate. I'm just an Eagles fan. I can't help it. But I like that you dropped that. In. Yeah, I had to. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean our offense is unbelievable. Defensively, we're we're unbelievable. You know, the starting has been phenomenal. Um, I, again. Bullpen is 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 there. Uh, I think I think we're in a really really good spot. And I'm excited to to uh, start uh, start the second half of the season and, and get into this playoff push and, and and see where we end up. Yeah, for a reliever, that having a defense like that behind you must oh be gosh. really something. Yeah, it's 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 life saving. I mean, our 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 middle our middle infielders, our corner infielders, our outfielders. I mean, you know, our catching. I you, you you can't you can't say it enough. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, you expect, you see, you see these guys, and, and you expect them to make those plays, and sometimes you got to take a step back. And like, That's right. <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's been fun to watch. Lou Trevino, thanks so much for yeah. joining us on Ace Plus. No problem. Our thanks again to Lou Trevino for joining us on Ace Plus. We will be back momentarily with Vince Catronio. Vince Catronio from the A's radio broadcast, and my uh, I, I get to be your guest all the time, so you get to be my guest now, you're turning our, the tables. Yeah, you're our insider, now I get to join your podcast. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but I always I, I like to do the Sunday View from the Field with Vince on the A's radio broadcast, but of course you you all know Vince from, from his longtime work with the, the A's radio team with Ken Korak. Vince, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the A's since the All-Star break. Uh, I was not at Homer Bailey's start yesterday because I had to fly to, to Minneapolis. So my first question is, what were your impressions of him in his first outing with the A's? Well, it's been a long time since we've seen him pitch, first of all. And he had pitched twice at the Coliseum before, you know, years and years ago. I didn't know what to expect. Uh, he had, the numbers said he had pitched well recently. The competition he had faced was mostly the American League Central. So, and now he's in a pennant race with a team that's every game matters. I thought at first... He was working a little slow, and I think that's understandable, trying to get a feel for what Josh and he were going to do together. Uh, it seemed like he was pretty consistent first-pitch fastballs a lot, first time through. Then he started to use breaking balls, and we saw the split. 
you know, six innings, two runs against any team, especially you're the new guy, things have been going well, you don't want to mess it up. I thought he did a nice job. Yeah, we've kind of seen over the years, it seems like guys get traded over in the middle of the season, particularly pitchers, and they've come to the Coliseum and it's this big ballpark and they've got this great defense behind them. Sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of a boost, along with, as, as you mentioned, coming from a, a team that's struggling to suddenly a team that's in the pennant race. Well, I think he found out in the first inning the, the play that Chad Pinder made on the top spin line or the left, he made a diving grab. You know, Laureata made a great play. and you know, the, the defense is what it is. He improved by 20 games in victories. He certainly knows what he's in the middle of now. And I don't think he comes to the A's as the savior. You know, remember when John Lester was acquired? A little uh, different. He was like, we got this guy looking deep into the postseason because he's, you know, playoff tested, World Series tested, left-hander, so on and so forth. Homer Bailey's another complimentary piece to a rotation that's, you know, realistically doesn't scare anybody when you look at the, you look at it on paper, and suddenly they've gone six innings or six and two thirds. They've given them one or two or three runs, and they lead with the lead in the bullpen recently has done a very good job of closing it out. Yeah, you're right. So you look at the A's rotation, and, and they're a team that's in contention now. And uh, I know David Forrest the other day had said they're still looking for starters with the trade deadline coming up on July 31st. The, deadline, the, the rotation they've had has actually been, the results have been good, even if it's not necessarily fearsome. Uh, do they need more in your mind? Well, they certainly needed to do something in the spot that was occupied by Tanner Anderson. And that's where Homer Bailey stepped in, and that's the spot that he kind of technically took. I think what people were concerned about was when Frankie was suspended, that was Daniel Migdon's spot all of a sudden. And the A's have gone 4-0 in those starts. So, you know, he, he's plugged up that hole in, in a much different manner than what we saw from what was a very exciting first half for Frankie. And, you know, an, an underappreciated story outside of the Bay Area is what both Mike Fires and Brett Anderson have accomplished this year. Both are 90-mile-an-hour pitchers. They're not overpowering. Mike likes to live up in the strike zone. He likes his fastball. We know Brett is you know, 2.0 or 3.0, the version that we originally saw when he came over from Arizona. He's a much different pitcher, has a high baseball IQ, a lot of sinkers, a lot of ground balls. And I really think that's been uh, you know, a huge surprise around baseball because we all saw it in spring training. The weakness is going to be the starting rotation. It's going, to be, it's going to have to be bullpen. Uh, powerful again and the bullpen has been inconsistent and now you've got a parachute with Liam Hendricks who's done a very nice job I mean you smear up Petit who's thrown in every situation imaginable and does so with just great calm and confidence and I think they they are believing that both Trinan and Trevino will regain most of what they accomplished last year to ask them to to reach that bar again it's a challenge for any club so I, I think they feel like um, the pitching, the starting pitching has, has done a surprising thing, and they're waiting for the bullpen to come back around. It's been yeah. a different script this year. So maybe a little more likely to add a reliever or two like they did last year than maybe find another starter, although I, they, they clearly could probably use, at the very least, some depth, some part, starting pitching depth. I think so. I mean, every, every club does. There's a lot of names out there, and I know the A's have pieces inside their system, and as David and Billy listen to uh, different clubs and the possibilities of pitcher A, B, or C, whether a starter or reliever, and asking for this, this particular set of players, it's, it's a balancing act. I mean, they didn't give up any, much of anything with Kevin Merrill, but he fits the, the Royals 
kind of mindset with a speed guy that might be a super utility type player. We'll see. Hope it works out for him. He's got Homer Bailey basically for peanuts. And I still think that the wild card is A.J. Puck. A.J. Puck is now up to about 13 innings pitching in the minor leagues. He was the opener his last time out. And um, I, I still think you're going to see him. It's what, uh, almost late July. You're going to see him by mid-August at the latest, I believe. And what a weapon he potentially could be inside the bullpen, I think, will be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I think he, he could be phenomenal. I still think that they'll probably go for another left-handed reliever before then. I think the one question with Puck will be, when is he ready to go back-to-back? -back? Uh, and... You know, they, they do need him to get a certain number of innings right. as he works his way back from Tommy John surgery. I think initially the idea was we'll throw him in the bullpen to limit his, his innings. At some point, it might be more that he needs innings. So I'm not sure how they're going to juggle that. I think that might be, you know, their priority, I think, is making sure that he's okay for next year. But, yeah, Septem September at the very least. Yeah, but, but I, what's the price of Will Smith? You know, what, what are they asking? What's Farhan asking for? Or Tony Watson? What's he asking for in terms of what the A's are willing to give up? That's that's the game of chicken that front offices play from coast to coast. And the other lefties that are out there or other maybe right-hand arm that, that has good reverse splits, those are pitchers that the A's and everybody else everybody is looking else. for. So that's, right. you know, I, th I think I'm, I'm interested to see how this finally plays out by July 31st because there isn't anything after July 31st. I think we can safely say that the A's wouldn't probably would not do any deals that would include Lazardo, Puck, Sean Murphy. But after that, I think anything's probably on the table. And I think they do definitely need some arms. So if Farhan could find something a little further down the prospect list, and obviously he knows the A's system, I'm sure, as well as anybody does. Uh, maybe they could. Tony Watson to me is the intriguing one because he's left-handed. He, he actually splits this year not very good against lefties, weirdly. But uh, he's got another year left. So you get him for another year. You've got a team you think has a pretty nice window. He might not be a, you know, his, his career splits are obviously very good against lefties. So. Yeah, I, I just I just think that with the, the players with the numbers they're putting up at Las Vegas, look at them as you as you as you want. But Dustin Fowler has major league experience. I mean, Jorge Mateo is a very exciting player. I mean, yeah. speed, I, I wouldn't trade Jorge Mateo. But, but, but I'm just yeah. saying, but but his speed plays in, in any ballpark. Yeah. And there's there's other players, and you look, you know, you look, had yeah, a nice yeah, season. And, he, and, and he's had a little bit of a taste of the big leagues, yeah. and you know he's done a nice job. So I mean, I think there there are names out there that are that are being brought up on a probably daily basis to David, and they're just trying to decide what, what's the best way to go. And right now, the team is playing as good at baseball as anybody in July with pitching and with hitting the home runs and doing the things they're doing offensively. So it's going to be it's gonna, it's gonna be a fun summer, no doubt. Yeah. How do you see things the rest of the way? Big, broad question. Yeah, to, let's, finish, let me, to finish up. Let me grab that brush and paint it as, <laughs> as, as broadly as I can. Well, I, I think it's just going to be another typical pennant race. They've got to play better against Houston. They're one and seven against them. Doesn't mean they've got to win the rest of the games, but they've got to be more competitive. And I think these three games down there will be a huge challenge because they get their big three. You know, they get Cole, Miley, and Verlander. So the, the back end of that rotation is what's opened the door for teams like the A's with the Astros' struggles with their pitching. So I think that's something that that has to improve. You know, Matt Chapman's not starting tonight uh, in Minnesota. How much of this series he plays is is something. It's an unknown at this point. I mean, you hope he'll play tomorrow. You know, he wants to play, but the A's want to be cautious right now because there's a lot of baseball left to be played. And you've got the Cardinals, and you've got Milwaukee, and you've got two series with the Yankees still. And plus, 
what you've got to do with Texas, which is a tough team, and what you've got to do with the Astros. So there's yeah. there's a lot of intrigue that's still out there before right. this thing's all said. And done. the Angels are a lot better than I they're think a lot better. So, I mean, yeah, there's not there are only a few teams where you look at now and go like maybe that's a little bit of a soft spot in the schedule. Not not too many of them though. If you're an Ace fan though, you know because you've seen the track record when they've been in it. The front office has been aggressive, and they've already laid the first salvo out there with Homer Bailey. I think it's just one of what will be at least one, maybe more trades than that. Yeah, I agree. I think it could be a pretty fun week and a half here. I think everything's going to happen right at the end. So uh, we'll all be on pins and needles. You will will you? I don't know. I hope so. Let's see. <laughs> Vince Catronio, thanks, as always, for joining us on A's Plus. My pleasure. Thank you, Susan. Our thanks again to Vince Catronio for joining us on A's Plus. You can hear Vince on all the A's radio broadcasts on every affiliate and the A's streaming service. Our producers today were King Kaufman and Libby Coleman. We will be back next week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening. A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.